Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Or oh, the referee in your, in your corner is comforting. I'll start from there so that I can do a few checkmates. <laughs> Well, in that in that book, uh, it defines mentoring as a, as an ongoing developmental experience where somebody with experience in a field or who has superior experience than another person who is usually referred to as the protege or mentee offers that person guidance on achieving a certain set course. Now, I also found from the CIPD, that's the Chartered Institute for Personnel and Development, that they said that mentoring is a power-free, two-way, mutually beneficial learning situation where a mentor provides advice, shares knowledge and experience, and teaches using low-pressure and self-discovery approach. In all the definitions that I found, even from Cambridge uh, uh, uh Dictionary. It talks about a, a mentor as a person who gives a younger person or less experienced person help and advice over a period of time, especially related to work or school. So if we work by definition strictly, you'd find a classical mentoring. It's really about an experienced person offering a less experienced person guidance in um, uh, um, over a certain period of time in a way as bringing the best out of that person. So if we put that in, and really I'll also like to submit very forcefully that mentoring is different from coaching, is different from advising, is different from teaching, is different from consulting, is different from counseling. Now in the in the act, activity of mentoring, you would find that there will be some instances where Coaching will be going on, teaching will be going on, guiding will be going on, but that does not substitute uh, or become uh, a substitute for for that word, although largely you'd find many people would use it uh, interchangeably. So here is what um, I'll say as I proceed to make some other uh, points, that if mentoring by definition is by an accomplished person, then if you don't have the experience, the personal knowledge, if you have failed at that enterprise, you do not qualify as a mentor. Maybe you might, we might find another word for you at the end of this debate. Now, it's also, mentoring is also about distilling relevant insights and, and techniques. If you don't have that personal experience, again, you would not have that that uh, what to fall on to distill that insight and again mentoring is an is an apprenticeship where if you f- take for instance if i went wanted to become um, a, a heart a cardiac uh, surgeon a heart surgeon of that of uh, i would really look for someone like professor frimpong watting because he has the personal experience he has the expertise he has succeeded in that enterprise to mentor me. And so if if I went to look for someone who was even great and he has succeeded at some other enterprise, he won't be in the position to mentor me to become that uh, that cardiac surgeon, that specific 
fulfilled. So this is where that part of the def- operational definition we're using also comes in. In that field, because the, the motion says, adds that phrase. that we're, So we're not just talking generally. So people without experience can mentor, but not in that field. People with uh, who have failed at something can mentor, but not in that field. If you bring that field in, what I would say is that they may and not can, because can is definitive. Can is not lottery. Can is saying that you understand that the person has the potential, he has the capacity to produce a certain set result that is set and not left to chance. Now, um, mentoring again is, is inspirational. When people seek out a mentor, they look for somebody who they can literally trust. They, 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 they trust the competences of the person. They trust the, the success that the person has achieved. Now, when this, this is removed from the scene, what you have is a, a, a mentee who would not trust the judgment of the, the mentor because he doesn't think that this person has, has the capacity or the wherewithal to produce that result that he wants to see. Mentoring is, provides clarity of vision for the mentee. Now, if you're an unexperienced person, what you're going to do is that you're now uh, a blind, an unexperienced blind person trying to lead an un, uh, an, a blind person in a place that you all don't know about. And you're both going to fall in harm's way. Ment- mentors will provide corrections. You cannot correct what you haven't tested. And again, the adage uh, experience is the best teacher, which you have uh, so freely filled that for me is one that I, I would like to uh, hold on to as well. Now, without that experience to provide that motivation, what you really have is that you are not providing mentoring. You are really a classmate because you both sharing or learning from from the same page. If you look at history, you look at people who have mentored people to success. Aristotle who would mentor uh, uh, Alexander uh, the Great in politics. You would have uh, Freddie Laker uh, mentor Richard Bank- Branson in business. All of these had familiar grounds and that is that field in which they have operated successfully. I would um, end uh, this by Point, making some distinction between mentoring and coaching. That mentoring is an ongoing relationship over a long period of time, while coaching is a, a set duration. Mentoring is more informal, but coaching is more structured and scheduled at regular intervals, and there are certain targets that are expected to be, to be, to be reached. Mentoring focuses on rounded development, whilst coaching focuses on specific uh, achievements or accomplishment. And so, um, if you also look at the fact that um, that if you are not experienced at something and you want to, to position yourself as an expert in it, then it's really uh, being hypocrisy and uh, playing Russian roulette with a young mentee who is looking up to you for definite purposeful direction. If you failed in it, I submit forcefully that it does not mean that you have suddenly become an expert in it because you really don't know what works. What you know is what doesn't work. Your next attempt will be 
trying to second guess what could have worked. And that is still a learning experience. You are a classmate or a colleague to the mentor. You need to be more experienced and come to the game with something more that the mentee doesn't have. The arguments you just heard were from William Ochefimpon forcefully insisting that a person without experience or a person who has failed in something cannot be a mentor. Constance has been smiling throughout <laughs> because he literally saw William digging himself into a pit. But let me just summarize the thoughts of William for you. Number one, he says uh, personal experience is not something that is derived from somewhere. It's something that you've actually experienced. And he says a person who has failed is not trying. The person has given up. It's the end of the journey. And so the person cannot rise up and start talking. They should keep quiet. He says that mentoring per his his reading of the book. In fact, I have a copy of the book. And William's submission, two words were changed in that definition. <laughs> this is political mischief. I mean, I'm telling you that William changed two words in that definition to suit his purposes. But his definition of mentoring from the book mentoring for success is an ongoing developmental experience in which a person with superior knowledge or experience helps a less experienced person da, 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 along the way and he alludes to another definition that says it's a two-way beneficial exchange that thrives on advice knowledge and experience and he talks about low pressure teaching the third thing he says is that Mentoring is different from coaching, teaching, counseling, guiding, etc., etc. Based on his definitions, he says one thing that is common is experience, and the Cambridge definition also alludes to that. And so, to him, if mentoring by definition is an accomplished person, then if you, you're not accomplished, you, you cannot call yourself a mentor. He says if he wants to be a heart surgeon, he'll go to Frimpong uh, Boating, and because it's inspirational, trust is also key. He ends by saying a mentor who is not experienced leading another inexperienced person is like two blind people. In fact, you are just a classmate. Don't call yourself a mentor. Those are the thoughts of William Ochefrimpon. Before I go to Constance, let me find out from you, William. Any argument against the motion? Is there a situation in which you all see that somebody without an experience or somebody who has failed can be a mentor to somebody? Uh, well, absolutely. Again, um, I'll borrow from the book. <laughs> I'll borrow from the book. It begins with a quote by Confucius, which says, By three methods we learn wisdom. First, by reflection, which is noblest. Second, by imitation, which is easiest. And third, by experience, which is the bitterest. That they are, they are, so the book, <laughs> the, the book, the book actually places a, a, a fair balance and it's it's a good manual for anyone who would want to uh, look at mentoring as not just for personal level but also corporate and institutional training i think nationally it must be adopted as one of the the the, thin, the manuals that any of our public institutions would have to to engage with so that we can raise relevant leaders but here's so the, the three levels again uh, personal Ob observation the three levels of Confucius. Um, ah, he, he's, he says um, by reflection, right. which is noblest, and by imitation, which is easiest, and by experience, which is the bitterest. Right. That even though you might, you uh, it would be a bitter, hard road, that that person who has gone that way before uh, has has what you call the, the, the bounce back. He... Right. He can see the landmines. He knows the decisions that he took that landed him there that uh, this mentor needs to avoid. 
And this mentee needs to avoid. This, sorry, this mentee needs to right. avoid. Let me cross over to Constance Swanica, who's been patiently waiting for William to finish. So she teaches him a lesson or two about how a person without any experience in a field or a person who has failed in a field can really be a mentor to somebody. Constance, over to you. Thank you. Um, for me, I think that uh, failure makes us more valuable mentors. And I find that the most qualified teachers are those who have been through it all and know how to weather it all. If I tell you that my best friends are women that are age 60 plus, well, both men and women, and I love chatting with these older folks because I think that when they share with you some of their life experiences, you'd be amazed at the takeaways you, you get from them. And I find that as they, you know, towards the end, that's when they're so full of regrets. And I think that why reinvent the wheel? You know, there's so much information that you can take away from these people. And the lessons you learn from these older people, it's amazing. So I typically tend to speak to them more. Um, for them, I find that most of my valuable experiences have come from sharing um, stories from them. And I think that a large, a large part of effective mentorship is helping anticipate and to avoid pitfall, pitfalls, stay, staying focused and responding to challenges with creativity and optimism. Um, another thing is the biggest <clears throat> enemy of long-term success is complacency. You know, um, I'll share with you a personal experience. Um, my mother was a widow at age 49. Um, we lived a very privileged life um, in Botswana. My dad was a, in the judiciary, and as an expat, we went to the best private schools. We had it all. At 17, um, within a month, we had to move from where we were and downsize into a two-bedroom, almost the size of a boy's quarters. I can imagine how my mother felt like she had failed us. Um, when you're not hungry and you haven't experienced failure, you don't know what it's like to get up again. If I tell you that within a year, I saw my mother move us back onto the same street that we moved from, and just looking at that, for me, I realized that complacency is not a good thing, but let's embrace um, failure. It makes you so driven that it's, it's, it's a good thing that, you know, when you're complacent, your competitors are not sleeping and, you know, complacency would, when things are tough, you being complacent, you will go down so quickly that you need a bit of hunger to keep you going. And I think that energy and that drive is what comes from failure. Failure also teaches us lessons. Um, no matter how harsh it can be, and in our careers, our financial goals, <laughs> we need all these life experiences that learning what not to do is just as important as learning what to do. So if you can't tell me that failure is not a good thing, then William, I really don't know what <laughs> you're implying. And then um, I think a person who has failed on many, many occasions usually has no fear. And for me, failure takes away fear and provides you with ex exp experience to offer useful insight and advice to young people. I personally have failed on many, 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 um, many, many times, and I look forward to failure. Actually, I embrace them, and I don't see failure as challenges, but I see them as just hurdles to overcome. And therefore, when I share my own life experiences with young people, I say that, look, 
at age 31, if I tell you that I was left as a single mother with two young kids, I knew that every day I woke up, no matter, you know, how tired I was, when the alarm goes on at five, nobody to tell you to get up and go. I look at myself now and I think that, wow, if anybody had said to me that this is where I would be today, I tell them that it's, it's you know. So failure is, is a powerful thing for me, that um, there's nothing wrong with it. And I'll leave with a quote that um, from Honda that success to me is 99% failure. Which percentage is it? Ninety or ninety-nine percent failure. Success is ninety-nine percent failure. And those are the thoughts of Constance Swanick. I'm going to come back to you, Constance and, and William again <laughs> because there is so much more we can distill. Let me remind you again: the topic or the motion that we are debating is whether somebody who does not have experience in a particular field or somebody who has failed in a particular field can be a mentor. William has been arguing for the motion that a person in that category cannot be a mentor. Constance strongly disagrees. Let me say that both my guests tonight were chosen purely because they are mentors. They are people who work with young people in various ways. William, as country um, country director of the Hard Group, gets to work with young people. He just returned from, from traveling around the country uh, and encouraging young people in the area of their careers. Constance has a very unique responsibility to coach artisans and young people looking for, or people looking for a career in ironmongery and different aspects of very technical fields. And she enjoys using metals and wood and stuff and turning them into art. And she just does some absolutely amazing things. And she tells me, <laughs> yeah, Wall Street stuff. Well, actually, my mother told everybody, you know, she jokes about it and she tells all her friends that she has a daughter in university studying carpentry. Right. And my story is, is a unique one because I always tell, you know, that I came from a family where I was very academic. Mm. And so I see myself and she always laughs into that if anybody had said that her carpenter, you know, so that's why I say that just because doesn't mean that, you know, your life is ended. So... Right. I embrace failure all the way. <laughs> right. So let me summarize the thoughts of Constance that she shared a few minutes ago. If you just joined us, this is what she's been saying in, in, in for the side of the motion that says a person who has failed can be, definitely can be a mentor. She says failure makes us more valuable people and definitely more valuable mentors. The second point she makes is that she hangs out quite a bit with people who are older than her and she realizes that the, the closer they get to the end of their lives, the more reflective they are and they share precious lessons that you cannot find anywhere else. And most of those lessons are not about their accomplishments but more about their regrets. She says mentoring is largely about the pitfalls to avoid and who better to tell you about those, about those pitfalls than somebody who actually has failed. She shares a very precious private experience um, personal example about her own life and her own family and a major setback that he encountered and how that pro provided a strength to bounce back and and, and, and and confirms that that shows that when a person has failed, they can master the strength to do it again. Failure, she says, makes you driven and complacency can drive you downwards very quickly. She says you need hunger. Um, to succeed, and that hunger often comes from failure. She also says that failure provides precious lessons that can help you to achieve 
success. She says learning what not to do is equally important, as important as learning what to do. And she says a person who has failed over and over and over again has absolutely no fear. And referring to herself, she says she has failed several times. She said three things. One, she embraces fear. And two, she alludes to her own personal experience of at age 31 being a single mother with two young kids and therefore knowing that when the alarm clock goes, you got to run, you got to rise up, and you got to move. She concludes that failure is powerful and cites the words of Honda who says failure, success is 99% failure. Those are the thoughts of Constance Swanika. What are your thoughts? You are the reason why we host the show. Share your thoughts with us on Facebook on whatsapp just post them on our facebook page and if you haven't seen pictures as yet of this debate you can check out the live feed and see the smile on william's face when constance was speaking and you realize that it's just a learning experience for all of us and yes what you have been saying about the subject and if in case you just joined us this is the motion that we are debating tonight a person who does who has failed in a particular field or who does not have experience cannot be a mentor in that field what have you been saying? Patrick Masupe writing on Facebook says, Who better to mentor you than the one who has walked the same road, failed painfully, gotten up and dusted himself or herself, tried again and again and again until she moved on to succeed wonderfully. They don't know what they are talking about until they walk their walk song. Some of us have failed and so we know what it's about. Kwame um, Jade says, pros and cons is getting interesting as the weeks go by. Equia Akila says, I don't know of the one who has no personal experience, but the one who has failed can be a great mentor. Janet Winton writing from um, Pennsylvania in the U.S. says, a person without experience can can mentor depending on his personality, skills, and qualifications in relation to the needs of the mentee. Um, Vaida Dadebo says, how do you intend to mentor me in a field in which you have no personal experience? Just toss me the book you read, and we are both equal in knowledge. Personal experience is key. And so you are, you, you have divided right down the line on what you stand for. Nana Gansa, Nana Dazi Gansa writing from Kentucky says, Thomas Colley did a study of self-made millionaires, and 41% of these were from poor homes. These wealthy people were mentored to their millions by parents who could hardly make ends meet. And so you will find that um, um, William and Constance, people are divided right down the line. Something, listen, you have no business talking to me. Just give me the book and, le- and let's talk. <laughs> and others are saying, a person who has feel they know, they know what they are talking about and you got to value years of experience. Alright, so let me bring you a couple more and then I'll be coming to you back in the studio for some reactions and then some cross- fertilization of ideas. Frederick Samson says, I think a mentor needs some personal experience, both positive and negative. Success and failure is to mentor someone. You mentor someone by sharing your experience with your mentee. Um, now, Mwadodu says, great advice I'm watching from Bedford Share. That probably is in the UK. Reggie Odway says, I'm watching from Columbus in Ohio. God bless you. That's from those who are watching live on Facebook. Uh, Victor Bosibuatin says, a very thought-provoking debate, Reverend Okan. I've actually been swayed by Constance's argument. I do the famous Kofiana at a speech at KNUST Great Hall in October 2008, and he stated failure is part of success, and he shared the stories of people who had failed but made great contributions to society. Let me come back into the studio and start with William. William, um, ask a number of those examples were played back. The look on your face began to change. Tell me, are you beginning to be... Well, um, I I think it's a good point to introduce a disclaimer that... (laughs) 
<laughs> that these views are, are just purposely for the uh, the <laughs> the goal of uh, obtaining a certain outcome with the debate. <laughs> right. Uh, but but that said as well, I think uh, still back with the debate. I think uh, we need to place the definition of the failure in context. I don't think that you would find anyone who you who you categorize as successful who has not had some failure in or experienced some failing in that journey. But you look at the sum total of his experience, say that this person is successful, this person has failed. So you look at uh, Jose Moreno, for instance, you won't call him a failure as a coach, although he has experience. He, did, he doesn't win every game. You, you look at... Um, um, well, can I take you on, on Mourinho? You, 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 once you mentioned Mourinho, yeah. um, we are talking about two categories of people mm. here. A person who has no experience in something. Mm-hmm. And so you are alluding to Mourinho as a great coach. Yeah. But let's start with no experience. The, he has not played so football. I was, I was going I was going football. He hasn't mm-hmm. won Champions League and he's He's mentoring people to win. Absolutely, Champions I was actually going League. going to say that it's, it would appear from Constance's argument that she has conceded without admitting that the first part of the the debate about no experience she has granted it to me. What what the field we are we are we are quarrying over now is the part about experience. So that's why I wanted to work work in to say that for the best student in class, he really does not get hundred percent. He gets most of it right. And so you look at the sum total and say, this person is, is, is good. So that is my context of defining who a successful person at an enterprise is. Let's but let's go, let's go. somebody who doesn't have the experience, you cite um, uh, Jose Moreno, for instance. So uh, he's doing coaching. Um, he, he does not really need to have personal knowledge about how to play the football. But if in the context of that's why I, I went to great pains to establish a, a distinction between mentoring and so he can let do me, monitoring. Let me read back your words to mm. you and let's take your very last submission on mentoring and coaching. And I realized your face began to change when you said that. <laughs> okay, so you said mentoring is ongoing, it is informal, and it is rounded development. Mm. You said coaching is specific to that particular field. And the moment you said that, I thought you had lost the debate. <laughs> because, William, let's face it. If you're saying that coaching is specific to that particular field, but mentoring is about the holistic development, it means that it's possible that the person who has failed is the one who will bring you the most critical lessons because it's not just about that field. It's about your all-around development. So using your own words, what, so do, what do you have to say? No to success you? at all. He, j- he just failed at I, it. I'm just saying that Jim Ron, let me quote the words of Jim Ron. He says, "If you really want to know what works, if you really want to know what to do, find somebody." And he, and he was referring particularly to financial management. He says, "Find somebody who had a fortune, mm-hmm. who blew it. It's like the, it's like the prodigal son. Sit with him for two hours, and he says it's like combining several books and reading them because the." insight he will give you about what doesn't work priceless. is priceless and it will probably be greater than everything that you read. I would, if you were Samuel who has who has had uh, this voice call him in the in the dead of the night that he's not sure of and um, he goes to Ellie a first time, a second time that Samuel needs an Ellie who, is, who definitely knows what the voice of God is who would be able to say to him what to do 
But if he goes to an early who has no personal knowledge about what the voice of God is, who really has not uh, himself succeeded in hearing the voice of God, he'll still tell him, boy, go back to sleep. You're hallucinating. I'll give you a doctor, not God. I'll, I'll, I'll come to Constance in a minute, but which point was it that Constance made that really got to you? Let me find out from you. Um, well, the, the 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 point about how her own um, family has experienced some personal, personal experience did a trick where logic couldn't uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about learning. We're trying to unravel the ins and the outs of how we learn. How much do we learn from those who have failed? How much do we learn from those who have succeeded? And and can we learn something from somebody who doesn't have any experience at all? Constance, l- let me ask you the same question I asked William. Which point is it that he made that or you were like, listen, stop making that point and stop making my life uncomfortable? Which which point was it that he made that really got you? Um, I think um, William is also right by saying that the person who mentors should have some experience. Definitely, I mean, I agree with that. Um, you should have some knowledge in your field because the person looks up to you in a particular topic or a particular field. So after, it does help to have definitely some experience, um, some successes. But I think that um, to be a very effective mentor is to have a to bit of both, of. to have experienced high success and to have experienced very high lows as well. And, you know, I think it's the high, the lows that gives you the humility you know, to keep, you know, and that energizes you that you've, you've seen it, um, you've experienced um, loss, and therefore it's in you, it's in your DNA not to get complacent. Right. Because the minute you get complacent, that's when you fall. And well, sometimes when you fall, it's not easy coming back, or you may not even come, get up again. Right. Let me, let me take you to the extreme. And last week I shared an example that um, many found quite interesting, and that is about. Um, that is about a young man that I encountered um, who wanted to print a book on marriage. And he said, many people were trying to discourage him and he was wondering why they were doing that because he was very committed to printing the book. So we asked him, um, what was, what, why were people trying to discourage him? And they said, he said to us, um, they said he was not married, so he couldn't write a book on marriage. And we asked him, but are you married? He says, no. Do you, do you have a girlfriend? He says, no. So um, where, where are you on your journey? He says, he's in Legon. He's a student at Legon. And he's writing a book. And the topic was how to build a lasting marriage. I thought it was a bit of a stretch. I mean, you can mentor, but not at the level. You can't talk about lasting marriage. I think Charlie, it's you. So how do you respond to that other extreme? The person who has absolutely no idea what they're talking about and I mean, wants to like, write a like book. Seriously, like, 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 seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you will call that an extreme, extreme case? Room. I mean, that's an extreme case. But I think that, I mean, when you use your own personal experience and you share your failures with somebody, after all, that is what mentoring is all about. Right. When somebody says that I'm giving myself to you, I'm submitting to you, it's your God-given responsibility to be very honest with them. And I think that sometimes the stories from our heart are the ones that touch people the most. So I think it's your responsibility. Evidently. Exactly. Let, me, let, me, let me... William says that you found much more comfort from the person who has failed than from the person who has no experience. He says you split the debate uh, question into two and comfortably 
um, took one part of it and ignored the other part, will that be a, a true reflection of the way you presented the arguments? Did you lean much more towards the person who has failed than the person who has um, no experience at all? I think most of them, actually, when I, I, you know, I got the <laughs> email that I'm to argue against, I thought, this is me. This is really my life. So I thought, well, how best would I share my own That's story? So right. I think that, like I said, Honda said um, success is 99% failure. Right. And just because you have fallen, does not mean you get up and you dust yourself. No matter if you fall 100 times, you get up and you go. Right. It's the, it's, that is... It's the energy that keeps us going. Right. Let me come back to you now and ask you, how critical is mentoring to national development? Let me go to you, Constance, and ask you that question. And from there, open the phone lines and see if you can get a few a few calls from our listeners, finding out what they, where they stand on this. But, Constance, how crucial can mentoring be to national development? It's very crucial because um, just before um, I came into the studio, Kojo and I were discussing in the back that, you know, as young people, we look up to our leaders and really they are the next generation, you know, after us. So it's very, very important that we, when you find yourself in leadership position that we portray off what these kids are feeding off us. So in our engagement, indirectly, whatever you're saying is is mentoring. Um, I find that as we grow older, we're always giving off advice my kids find that so irritating that almost everything we say has an underlining hidden agenda you know so you somehow that we should be mindful of what comes out of our mouths that right it's very very crucial right so uh, yesterday I had, I had a very um, interesting experience of sharing the commencement address at the university of ghana legon on the subject of stretch and um, how to move from deficit to surplus um, it's been shared extensively on various social media platforms. But um, in that particular presentation, I tried to allude to the fact that we all start life with a deficit, but you can move to a surplus by making some deliberate choices. One of them was punctuality. Now, how do you deal with the fact that one-third, one out of three graduating students was late for their own graduation, wow. some of them by as, by as much as two hours? Wow. How do you... You say we shouldn't advise them, but how do you deal with that? <laughs> I tell you, I mean, in my own, um, in my business, we have a timekeeper at the gate, and my machines should be on at 8, because the labor law says that I pay you 8 to 5. At the end of the month, if you come 10 minutes late, we calculate it times 30. 7.30, all my workers are at work. At eight, our machines at on. You think it's enforcement? Uh, of course. Right. So in that, in, in the ceremony yesterday, William, the, the vice chancellor at, at time, a stickler for timeliness, had them block the entrance. So you're coming for a graduation, but you, can, you can't enter the auditorium. Ooh. Just the halfway through, we had to pause and allow them to enter. And they came in in droves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it was, he was evidently very upset. And it's a point that I, I was at pains to make to them that, listen, yeah. if you start like this, it will affect you in your career. Anyway, Stretch is available on social media. Find it and read it. Uh, read out the, those read out those points and you will find them very helpful. Um, let me open the phone lines. Are you for or against? Where do you stand where do you stand on mentoring? Can somebody without an experience be a mentor? Zero three zero two two one six five four one. If you feel strongly about the points that William has made or the points that Constance has made, call into the show and tell us which side you belong to. Can somebody who has has failed at something 
provide guidance for you in your financial management, in your business? Can somebody who has failed at something tell you, listen, the pitfalls never, ever. Many people who have done something who have failed often have a very, very important perspective about, listen, don't make decisions based on trivial things. They are weightier matters when it comes to making these choices. I think I'll call on the line. Um, let's see what you have to say. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? Jonas, I'm also okay. Jonas, tell me, do you think a person without experience or a person who has failed can be a mentor? Yes, I believe so. Tell me I how. I think that the person who has failed can be uh, a great mentor. Um, because they're, they're, I, I, and I agree with uh, Auntie Swanika that, uh, um, that the lows and the highs are both important. It's not just the highs, but the lows and the highs are both important. Right. That's my candid opinion. Thank you very much, Jonas Fabuso. Okay, let's keep doing this on Springboard, the virtual university. All right. Hello, good evening. All right. The number to call again: zero three zero two two one six five four one. Do you think? Do you think that a person who has failed or a person without experience can be a mentor in a field? Let's find out what you think. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Let me take one last caller and then I'll come back into the studio for my guests to sum up. Let's take the last caller. Hello, good evening. Good evening. I'd like to contribute. Oh, yes. Your name and where are you calling from, please? Kwame. I'm calling from Dantulan. Kwame, tell me, can a person without experience or a person who has failed in something mentor somebody? Um, see, I, I like to do a little separation. Right. <laughs> I think a person without experience can inspire you. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do not think a person without experience can mentor you. There's a difference. Right. That's that's my perspective. So you think it's more about inspiration, but it really can't be about um, mentoring. I, I I think that mentoring is um is, is much more bigger than giving me a posturing which might say that I might succeed or I might fail. I think mentoring is about hand holding me. It's about looking at the things that I am doing. It's about pointing me in the right direction. But if you have not walked a mile in the job that I am doing, I do not see how you can handhold me on the job. You might be an inspiration. You might inspire me some way, somehow. But to mentor me step by step, I think will be very, very hectic. Thank you very much. All right. So let me come back into the studio and give my guests a minute each to take us home. Starting William, fantastic points you made. Um, and and I and I've learnt a lot from your submissions, William. Take us home. Your your thoughts to close. Well, I, I think the subject of mentoring is is very crucial. I think one of the reasons why we have not been able to raise that critical mass that leaps uh, from from low settings, from deprived backgrounds, is because people who have have made it or have pulled through have not made themselves available to mentor and encourage. And that's why platforms like what you provide of the Springboard, uh, especially the Roadshow, is so phenomenal. And you can tell the success stories from the, especially the book that was compiled last year, how people have reached out just because they, they could connect and relate their circumstance with somebody who saying that we came from difficult uh, circumstances. We even failed with our first uh, maybe so many attempts, but we bounce back. I, I think that the 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 death or the deficit of mentoring in our society today explains a lot of um, why we are not seeing much de- 
development. And so if we embrace it and many people who are successful in diverse areas avail themselves, we would see the next generation actually leapfrog and take this, this nation places. Thank you very much. Let me come to you, Constance. I, I must admit that we gave you the hard end of the stick when we chose um, the um, to, for you to argue against the motion. Uh, William accused us of being biased. <laughs> William, William, I can handle this accusation. <laughs> let, let, let's hear your concluding thoughts on the subject. Um, definitely, William. I mean, you've convinced me. I mean, there's some key points that um, you presented that I cannot overlook. If I say that I haven't succeeded or I'm not where I am today because I haven't had people in industry who have held my hand, I lie. Um, I, you know, based from personal experiences and working with people who have had over 30, 40 years in industry, mm-hmm. have taught me very valuable lessons and very valuable technical things that I use to today. But I think what has kept me going is the failure bit that I personally have experienced, which has given me the hunger and the drive. So for me, I would embrace both. Right. You, you support know. both Haas and Kotoko. Oh, definitely. <laughs> 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 All right. Let me draw the closing um, conclusion from this. It's evident that William makes a very strong point that you need some amount of experience and success to be a great mentor. And Constance also alludes to that in her closing submission, but she adds another angle that makes this very rounded. She says that with all the technical skills you can learn from others, it is their failings and that emotional connection that gives you the drive. So after learning the letter, the, the failure gives you the spirit and then you can succeed in what you are doing. My name is Albert Okran. I've been guided on this journey by Comfort Okran, who is my mentor, supported by Matthew and Amos. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233 You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed.